This is Lindsay Swoboda, and you're listening to the Choosing Brave podcast. Dreams change. What happens next? May these stories and honest conversations shed light on times where we feel uncertain and explore what it means to show up to our lives and choose brave. Hello, dear friends. This is your host, Lindsay Swoboda. This is going to be a solo episode today to welcome you back to the Choosing Brave podcast season two. I'm really so excited to be here. I'm very grateful that I have kind of found the energy and also motivation from listeners and friends around the globe that have said, go for this project, please. We're really enjoying it. And I need you to know that I really enjoy it too. It's really given me a focus over the past couple of months um, that I've dearly needed. So to jump in today, we're going to be talking about all the things really, but mainly spring is here. I want to reflect on one year of the pandemic. I don't know if you're tired of reflections yet. I'm certainly not because I feel like everyone has come at it from such a different angle. We all collectively experienced something, but everyone had a a very different chapter of life that they were in while they were experiencing it. So I want to talk about that. And I also, this whole podcast centers on changing dreams. And one of our dreams came to fruition in 2020, which was to have a second baby. And however, I realized in having that second baby, I have tried to push and push and push my way back to what's quote unquote normal for us. And although we might be tired of hearing the term new normal, that certainly has to be what's happening here. Ah, So we're going to dive into all of those things today, as well as I'm going to talk a little bit about what's coming up on the rest of season two. If you're here today, thank you so much for being here. I hope this episode is an encouragement for your heart and something that just lifts your spirits as much as it lifts mine to do this today. Thanks for being here. One of my very favorite memories from 2020 is the fact that my daughter and I read The Secret Garden aloud, and I wouldn't have thought that a five-year-old would be that interested in it because the language, it's just, it's very different from maybe some of the other things we've read recently that are more modern, but we both fell in love with all of the characters again, and as we were reading it, it was March 2020, right when everything shut down, and I remember walking out into our garden, which was going to be the first time we experienced it, because we just moved to Virginia in January, and in March we came out and there were little daffodils blooming, and there is a creeping vine that's over an archway that leads to the back of the backyard, and there are rose bushes, all these things that the previous tenant left behind for us felt like delicious gifts that we got to experience for the very first time, having not planted them ourselves. And while everyone else uh, that I know really enjoyed starting their Uh, maybe pandemic garden, that wasn't something I ended up doing because I was pregnant and bending over and reaching and being crouched in dirt didn't feel like the best thing for me. But we did just enjoy the fruits of someone else's labor and enjoyed watching things come up. This year, it's been no different for us, maybe a little bit different in the backyard because I know a little bit more of what to anticipate out there. I actually know some things that I want to do to change that space to make it more welcoming, but I have noticed walking around 
through the neighborhood, what a joy I have felt seeing flowers start to bloom. My allergies, on the other hand, may not be so joyful. Oh, my eyes are so itchy, guys. And um, I can tell just the kids and I have drainage and all of those other lovely things coming along from pollen. However, seeing new life spring up gives me such courage. I passed someone on the street the other day while we were out taking a walk. Walking has been an essential part of 2020 into this new year of 2021 for me. I walked a lot overseas as well, mainly because we only had one car. So a lot of the times I had the stroller and I would push my daughter in it to the grocery store which was several blocks away and then she'd get out and we'd fill up the stroller with the groceries and then we would walk home together. So walking for me too, while I was pregnant, I walked a tremendous amount during this pandemic to walk out the stress, to also try to keep myself in good shape for labor. And um, anyway, we walk miles and miles every day. It's just an essential part of our life. I wonder if you guys do the same. But as I've been walking, I the cherry blossoms are in bloom here in Virginia. And again, more daffodils on the side of the road and people's lawns and just beautiful little I know they're weeds, but the dandelions and clover has sprung up in bright dashes of yellow and purple, and I just feel renewed. I passed someone on the street the other day, and she was walking her dog, and we smiled and waved at each other, and she said, it's just so beautiful. And I said, the evening? And she said, yes. And I said, even the spring. The spring is here, and it's so beautiful. And she said, it is. It is. It makes me so happy to see things coming back to life. And I said, It makes me feel like I'm coming back to life too. And oh goodness, if that's not where I truly am this season, and perhaps you are too. Um, I know if you've listened to this podcast before, if this is your first time listening, sometimes I read my writing to you guys because it's occasionally the best way that I can surmount my words like put them all together in an eloquent way because of course the writing I had time to sit down and think other than the podcast where I'm hitting record and just going for it but I wanted to read you this post that I recently put up on Instagram because it resonated with so many people and it is also where I am finding myself here lately with the spring and renewal so here's what I wrote said it was around October this past year when my daughter looked at me across lunch and said mommy sometimes it doesn't feel like you smile much anymore that night I asked my husband if the observation of a five-year-old carried weight well you just had a baby was what he said yeah in July I responded and that means we're coming out of the fourth trimester he said the baby snuffled in his crib beside our bed before letting out a wail As October melted into the holidays, I broke out my journal. I started working out. I revisited an essay. I made things with my sewing machine. I watched fun movies and we ate good food. I chased the activities that generally pull me up and out of a slump. Most of what I tried was a temporary hit of happiness, like how my morning coffee masks the four hours of sleep I got and yet without Also adding water after the caffeine, I'm just as exhausted, if not more, a few hours later. Sometime after Christmas, I realized that all of my pushing and pulling to get back to where I was, that wasn't possible. I had to stop trying to be Lindsay pre-pandemic, Lindsay pre-two kids, Lindsay pre-moving back to the United States after nine years overseas. I had to accept I've changed. 
I have to accept I've changed. It's hard to let go of what's not serving us. It's hard to rebuild confidence routines, restore baby-worn pelvic floors, delve deeper into our faith and discover that it is not about moving back to who we were, but getting curious of who we can be if we step forward. Am I smiling more? I believe so. I believe I'm beginning to find lightness again. It's not just to not just chase delight, but to notice it, invest in it, and fight for it. Forward is where you'll find me. So I posted this and so many of you responded just about how you are so different as well. And it's, we're trying to get back to these versions of ourselves, which may just not exist anymore. Um, There's a part of me that just, I used to really feel positive and light kind of through through most of my days and even in the struggly ones I could tend to still find a lot of lightness and I've I felt really heavy since the began the pandemic began and getting through the pregnancy this year and I know some of that is postpartum hormones that six week recovery period is such a lie isn't it uh, but I do know that there's a piece of me that I've got to just forgive myself for being right where I am and try to find a way to move forward that feels more authentic and more where I am right now. So I found some quotes from the secret garden today that impacted me because looking back, I think all of moving forward is in trying to document the little things that are most joyous. And one of the quotes I read was she made herself stronger by fighting with the wind. And again, Francis Hogg, Oh my gosh, can I say her name? Frances Hogson Burnett is who wrote The Secret Garden. But that quote, she made herself stronger by fighting the wind, with the wind. That is where I feel like I've been. And maybe you have been too, uh, trying to take care of your families or uphold your job in a strenuous year. I feel like I've been fighting with the wind and I think it has made me stronger in a lot of ways, but I think part of that strength has to be in a letting go and a surrender and knowing that the surrender doesn't have to be waving the white flag and feeling defeated, but more like waving that white flag and saying, what do I have to set down here? So at the beginning of this, I mentioned that our dreams changed a lot last year and having our baby boy. It's something we dreamed about for quite some time and really hoped that he would get here. There's not a day that goes by that I don't hold him and marvel that he is here after having a blood clot and really thinking we were going to lose him for a lot of the pregnancy. However, there are also a lot of moments where I am really dead tired and where holding a new baby and caring for our now six-year-old daughter and homeschooling And my husband just went TDY again, which in military terms means temporary duty. He's off at a schoolhouse doing something for about two and a half months, which I'm celebrating. It's so good for him, but I have felt just so wiped out and having a harder time getting back to joy and feeling joyful moments throughout the day. So I've really tried to mark this time with knowing that I might not have big sweeps of happiness, but I certainly can delight in a lot of little things. And this feels like, of course, the most perfect place to put this other quote from The Secret Garden, which is, of course, there must be lots of magic in the world, he said wisely one day, but people don't know what it is like or how to make it. Perhaps the beginning is just to say nice things are going to happen until you make them happen. 
I'm going to try an experiment. I want to share just all of these with you. Here's one more because they speak about magic a lot in this and renewal in the secret garden. I'm sure there is magic in everything, only we have not sense enough to get hold of it and make it do things for us. Now, I don't know where you're at, but I have started making a list of delightful things, even just walking around my house this morning, uh, drinking my coffee and thinking about what to say to you guys felt like a delight. But I've wrote, I wrote some things down in January and just the coldest, most dreary month. I needed to write some things down that are filling me up. So here are some of them that I want to share with you today in hopes that this will encourage you to make your own list. So errand night with my daughter. We have a new habit when my husband is home that my daughter attends a gymnastics class that after that class we go to Aldi and that's where I do my grocery shopping and I just love the fact that she's up late that night she thinks it's really special we eat dinner in the car I pack it or sometimes we get some carry out but um, I love that I run and I push her in the cart and she's laughing and it's time for just the two of us here are some of my other delights. Returning a book to the library that wasn't serving me. I used to be a person that felt like I had to finish everything I started, especially books. Like I'd kind of grit my teeth and bear through something. And now, especially after this past year, if, it, if it's not bringing me the most joy and I have such limited time with the baby, I'm like, you're out. And that brought me a lot of joy to just be that person now that can say, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not sticking with it. I'm going to let it go feeling sun on my face, going on a hike with the family, eating ham, bean, and potato soup with sourdough bread, walking to the library for more treasures, finishing the Vanderbeeker series with my child, watching Annie. One of my things this year has been to watch more musicals. Uh, I was a musical theater major and I don't know why I've stopped watching or listening to things. It used to bring me great sadness because I wasn't performing anymore, but I've finally reached the point in my life where it brings me joy to do that again. Playing I Spy in the parking lot. Updating the kids' clothes at Once Upon a Child. I don't know if you guys have one of those around you, but it's a thrift store for kids, like a consignment shop. And man, I can get them a whole wardrobe for under $100. I am all about reusable clothing and not buying expensive things for my children at this stage in life when we're making holes and in them constantly from crawling around our knees and digging in dirt and anyway it brings me joy though to get that sale the long walk alone to the water I was able to do that when my husband was home on Saturday mornings at the beginning of this year I walked all the way to the I think it's a river that leads out into the ocean or maybe it's mixed with ocean I'll kind of have to look that up for you guys but it takes me about 40 minutes to an hour round trip to walk all the way down there and stare at it and come home again and it is just a breath of life every time I do that late night yoga and meditation and then I would add this morning that I took when we took the Christmas tree down this year it felt very sad uh, that shift after Christmas that you're like oh all the fun I was preparing for is over and 
So I took a string of Christmas lights and put them up over the top of the living room and then we kept the ones that are over our little coffee bar. And sometimes it's the first thing I plug in in the morning that I go down and those twinkly lights can be up and greeting us for the day, especially because where I live in Virginia, I'm very close to the ocean. So we get some real cloudy gray days around here and having those twinkly lights up still just fills my spirit. All of this to say, I really hope that you can take a moment after listening to this or sometime in your week to make your own list of delights. It really always refocuses me that a life is not made of these great sweeping moments. I mean, it's wonderful to have them to look forward to like a wedding or um, a baby shower, but we haven't had those to look forward to in a year because of COVID. So the year of good things you've got to dig more for them at least I have which goes with our whole secret garden theme here right digging to find um, the fruits of your labor and notice them and with that I want to give you one last quote from the secret garden truly if you guys haven't read it it's so beautiful or there's a lovely version of it uh, that you can watch but the real meat of the story and the quotes I feel like is in the book So she writes, sometimes since I've been in the garden, I've looked up through the trees at the sky and I have had a strange feeling of being happy as if something was pushing and drawing in my chest and making me breathe fast. Magic is always pushing and drawing and making things out of nothing. Everything is made out of magic, leaves and trees, flowers and birds, badgers and foxes and squirrels and people. So it must be all around us in this garden in all the places. Now I know my tone is very hopeful this morning and that's where I'm trying to get back to is that hope and I used to write a newsletter that I've recently revived called Hope Notes and I couldn't write it after May of 2020. This was uh, February 2021 is the first month I've been able to release it again and I explained to readers of that email series that uh, it's hard to write a hope note when you don't feel like you have any hope. So I am digging myself out and back again, which I think leads nicely into this pandemic reflection, which of course, I'm going to read you guys something I wrote again, because that helps center me to kind of discuss it further. And here is the recent story I was able to culminate in, in my experience of this past year. As I pull out my carton of eggs and step back, a woman in a sparkly mask grins at me. I can tell she's grinning by the crinkle of the corners of her eyes. Your kids are so cute, she says. Thank you so much, I say. And she asks me about their ages and tells me about her grandkids. Then she says, I can't believe it has been a year of this. I know, I reply. She shakes her head. We exchange another crinkly smile and move on. After I place the groceries in the van, I head to push the cart in line with the others at the return. A man is there and I pause to let him go first. No, you go on, he says. I nod gratefully, balancing the baby on my hip and then grabbing my big girl's hand to walk back to the van. We're coming up on a year, he says. Yes, I say, but it feels incomplete. I turn back and say, I hope you have a good day. He waves. When I get home from our grocery Oh, I lost my place, guys. Give me just a second.
When I get home from our grocery trip, I see them, the posts just like this one. We're all processing this pandemic year. I scroll back through my writing from 2020 and I find my initial battle cry to get through this. I wrote, life, it perseveres. Love, it can break through our fear. Who will we be? Here we are a year later and I wonder, am I who I hoped I would be? I think I was less. I think I was more. Last night, my husband and I finished watching WandaVision on our gray couch. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I am going to reveal a quote from it here. Vision tells Wanda, it can't be all sorrow, can it? What is grief if not love persevering? I squeezed Ryan's hand and kept holding it until we said goodnight. Maybe I had it right last year. Maybe I had it wrong. Maybe it is, as I'm learning all of life is, a continuous circle of both and. Life does persevere, but I think it does because of love. Who was I last year? I was a mom that lost her patience, and I also played. I was a spouse that felt thankful and annoyed. I was a woman that lost hope and fought to find it. I touched grief and capacity. I reset over and over. I reckoned, and I adapted, and I forgave, and I felt rage. And I know that I loved. I know that I love. Now, I don't know if you've taken a minute to reflect on the pandemic or even if you're at that point where you emotionally or physically or mentally can. It's okay if you're not. Uh, This is just the beginning, I think, of all of us really reckoning with how our lives have changed and then also how we're ever going to find our way back. Like I was saying earlier, maybe it's not back, maybe it's forward. So as I record this, I have suitcases packed by the door downstairs. And because my husband is TDY, I've decided to finally make the trek out of Virginia and head up to Ohio, where we have lots of family, including two great-grandparents, my grandparents, but my children's great-grandparents that are going to meet my baby for the first time. And I don't mean to be getting... Uh, emotional as I record this, but maybe it's okay too that uh, I didn't, I don't, I really thought I might not um, see them again as both of, both of their health is not very, very well. And I'm really thankful that those bags are packed. And I also have to admit, I felt really scared trying to get packed to go do something new because I think I have had a bubble that I have survived in getting the baby here and getting through the pandemic that still feels like it's going on let's be honest it's not over yet so to do something that really used to be normal for me packing up and going on an adventure feels like a really big stretch right now and I I do feel scared and I can pull a little bit from past me that could rally and do hard things but maybe I just need to start over and say This is a new hard thing I'm trying as a mom of two to drive my kids the nine and a half hours up to Ohio. I'm going to do it though. And we had a show and tell with my group last night. Not my group. It's a community group called Exhale. You're going to hear about it a lot this season on the podcast because I have several Exhale members that are coming to speak as guests but it is just one of the most lovely places on the internet for mother creatives 
And we had a show and tell where we brought an item and I was walking around my house trying to think of what I was going to show and what the story was behind it. And I settled on this really plain black purse I have and we call it the Merce because my husband wears it too. We uh, picked it out together uh, so that we could take it overseas with us on our first duty station in Korea. We wanted something that could hold water bottles but wasn't a backpack that could, we could hold on the side of our body and travel around with uh, to kind of limit us carrying all the things because I would try to take all the things out during the day uh, that could hold the camera and just all the things we need but that he would feel comfortable carrying too. And I wanted to share it because when I held it up today I packed it to take with me on this trip because it really is the perfect bag for babies now too I can fit bottles in it and snacks and my wallet it kind of holds all the things without have to be dragged down by the normal baby backpack that I carry so it also made me think about how this past year there's been a lot of times I've apologized to my husband Ryan because we have a saying in our family and I think in a lot of military families that you have to carry your pack I feel like I dropped my pack from kind of September 2019 onward with being so sick during the pregnancy and so worried and just full of anxiety. Uh, Ryan picked up a lot of the slack around here. He did a lot of things on days where I just had to lay in bed and try to recover. And I am packing this bag. I'm not saying this very eloquently today, but bear with me. In packing this bag, I feel like I'm picking up my pack again for this family. I am starting to have energy to do the things that make me feel like myself again, or at least create a new version of me. And it feels really lovely to know that I have the energy and wherewithal to rally and do some things that feel tough after a year of things already being tough. But this is a good tough thing that I can bless my children with to see grandparents and to for myself to see grandparents that I, I'm just, I, after last year, I really didn't think I'd get to see them again. So I'm looking forward to so many things. I hope you have some things on the horizon too. Let's wrap this up today. I think I could keep talking forever. This, these solo episodes always take a very different direction than I intend them to, but I think that's okay. So uh, coming up in season two, let's talk about that. We are going to have, I think there's nine interviews total. And I wanted to do a little bit behind the scenes with you today so that you know, maybe you're listening to this as a, a mother that is pursuing creativity or just aching for some time by herself as well as I am and wondering how did you pull this off? I'm kind of wondering that myself, but here is the nitty gritty of it. I want to be really honest and vulnerable with you guys because that has been what's helped me in listening to other people with creative pursuits that I don't have any uh, childcare right now. And that's not something that um, I wish that was remedied, but I do most of my work in the very early hours of the morning. And what that looks like is that I have to go to bed really early <laughs> so that I can do this. But doing this makes me feel like myself. And what I was speaking on earlier about, you know, we had this second baby. He is part of the dream. There's always a piece of me that with my daughter, our first child, I really shut everything down because Ryan was deployed during that time. And 
I do say that and it's not really true that I shut everything down. It really is the time that I started dabbling with writing and I was sewing things, but none of it was outward facing. It was all very, um, I wasn't on Instagram at that time. I think I had my old blog still that I would update occasionally, but I wasn't trying to impact or encourage or do anything with anyone else outside of just my tiny little circle of keeping myself and my daughter humming while he was gone but I really had to fight to get myself back after having her because I let so many things fall just in the shock of becoming a new mother and kind of having to do that without my spouse present and in having my son it's been a totally different ball game this time where my husband's been home for the majority of his first year and that is a total game changer and it's let me dream in a new way because I've had a little bit more capacity because he's been present and however I'm trying to still be be present for my children and enjoy this moment because you know when everybody says ah it goes so fast with my daughter I really just wanted to punch them when they said that because it felt like the least helpful thing someone could say to like enjoy every moment when I was like drowning and spit up and not sleeping and crying and poopy diapers and it just felt horrible but this time with my second baby it's like I know it's going so fast it it feels like he just hit eight months and he's crawling and I just don't even know how we got there because it's been in the blink of an eye, maybe because Ryan's been home and also because we have an older child too that I am caring for during the day. Whatever it is, every moment feels like a different kind of tender and it feels like it's just going by really fast. Like people say, it's going by super fast this time. So I'm trying to enjoy them, the children, as much as I can, whilst also knowing that if I give everything up of myself completely, I don't take care of them as well as I could if I was still doing my own creative endeavors. So this podcast looks a lot like recording early in the morning. It looks a lot like sometimes getting up early in the morning to edit things. And I had about 20 to 30 people I would have loved to interview but I spoke with Ryan on setting a really clear boundary for this season that it's only only I shouldn't say only it's going to be about uh, probably 15 episodes if I do everything I hope to do long and I opened my calendar up in February because Ryan was still home and I emailed some guests and it filled up really quickly and I was like okay well there's my nine interviews like that's it this is what I can do this month and I interviewed everybody in February and now in March and April I'm working on editing recording my own solo episodes and then releasing it to you guys and that is how this work looks there's a lot more nuances to it than that like cutting out my a million ums and so's and ands (laughs) that I put in but there's also writing the show notes and and posting it so and then trying to promote it through social media channels so it looks really like a lot of work but it feels one like wonderful work for me right now and I don't know if you even have time or capacity to do a side project I certainly didn't until now but it's again I think I mentioned this at the beginning giving me something lovely to focus on that I can put out in the world that feels like art and feels like creation and feels like just something hopeful and positive which I feel like I've been chasing that hope and that positivity for myself and also connection 
I've been missing connections so much this year. So to talk to other people and get to interview them and think about their story as opposed to my own has been such a gift. It really is a gift. I'm really looking forward to having you all with us through the duration of season two and in introducing the fantastic interviews I have and also recording a few more fun things for you guys that are just solo episodes like this where I can share my heart with you all. I hope wherever you are in the world, you are just getting through things. I used to say like doing the best I could and I don't know if sometimes that's even possible in the current state of things. So I will say, I hope that you are able to stop and pause and notice the little delights of your life. And I'll return to that very first quote from The Secret Garden, which is, she made herself stronger by fighting with the wind. Oh, have we not fought with the wind this past couple of, it seems horrible to say couple of years, but from 2020 going into 2021, you might be fighting with the wind too. And I hope that you can at times turn your face towards it, set some things down and notice what's good. That's the only thing keeping me present in my own battle. Sending you guys so much love today. And as usual, keep choosing brave.